Presentation Skills for Design Students, Episode 2. Hello and welcome to Presentation Skills for Design Students. My name's Christina Cantors and this is the podcast dedicated to helping design students everywhere improve their presentation and communication skills. It doesn't matter if you do architecture, landscape, graphics, fashion, whatever your creative field, there's something we can all do to become confident, creative communicators. So get ready to take your next presentation to a whole new level. Oh, and welcome to episode two. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're listening right now and you listened to episode number one, clearly episode one wasn't that bad, so I really appreciate your repeat listening. Now, today's topic is all about taking your audience on a journey. And to do this, it's like being a real kick-ass tour guide. So I'll be giving you some really simple ways that you can make this happen and make your presentation a whole lot more engaging for your audience. But before that, I'd like to share with you our very first listener story from studio, which is from Emma, who has just finished her third year of architecture at RMIT, which is the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology um, in Melbourne. Take it away, Emma. So I had this really great tutor in third year who taught me the art of perfecting one singular image and quality over quantity. He asked me to do to spend a whole week on just one drawing and I was like, how am I going to do this? And after the, the one week that I'd done it, he then got me to continue working on this drawing for five weeks and I couldn't get it quite right. And then the week before final, like it all came together and it just looked really good. Whereas like normally in class, I'd just pick things up and like do as much as possible in as little time as possible. But he really taught me how to... Um, nail into one image and keep working on it until it was just right. Good skill to have, one that I didn't have before him. Thanks, Emma. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. And of course, if you'd like to have your story from studio shared on the next podcast episode, all you have to do is go to designdrawspeak.com slash story. That's designdrawspeak.com slash story. And all you have to do is just Click the link and you can record your story straight into your computer or phone or whatever. And then that gets emailed straight to me. So really easy. And of course, remember, it's got to be 90 seconds or less. So tell us your story and what you learned from it. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's get into today's topic. I'm just going to play a little bit more of this because I like it. A few years ago, my boyfriend at the time wanted to surprise me for my birthday. He wanted to take me to a really nice restaurant. So, but what he did was he he put me in the car and then he made me wear a blindfold and then drove me there. He thought it would be really fun and it was for him. I totally hated it. It was the worst thing ever. Because I couldn't see where I was going 
and I started to get motion sickness. And I had no idea where we were in the journey and I had no idea how long it was going to take. It was it was pure torture and it didn't help that he got lost along the way and had to backtrack and U-turn and go all over the place. Uh, so if if anyone's thinking of doing something similar like that for their loved one, I say don't do it. Please, please don't do it. Anyway, the point to my story is this. Your presentation is exactly the same. Think about your presentation or your talk as a journey where you're in the driver's seat and your audience is the passenger coming coming along for the ride. You want to make them feel relatively comfortable. This is going to help them pay attention. So today I'd like to share with you four ways that you can become a kick-ass tour guide. Number one, know where you're going. It's very important that you know where you're going and how you're going to get there. Otherwise, your audience is just going to get lost with you and they're going to stop paying attention. This is not like Twitter. I mean, I have all these people following me on Twitter and I have no idea where I'm going, but don't don't tell them that. So with your presentation, you want to tell them what you're leading up to. What's the end result? Was there a single solution? Are there three solutions? Or is it still a work in progress? And are you going to talk about your design process or various aspects, various aspects, why can't I say that word? Various aspects of the end result. Now you can choose whether you actually show your audience the destination. For example, like the final money shot, uh, like beautiful render of your final design. Or you can choose to keep it until the end and do a big reveal. And you can also choose to structure your presentation quite formally. So at the start you could say, today I will be talking about my three concepts that I explored, the development of one, and then the five most important aspects of my final presentation, of my final design. You could do that. There's a saying that goes... Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you've told them. Now, this works, but it does tend to leave a, it leaves little to the imagination. So it does depend on the audience and your project. So think, so think about the destination and what you're leading up to. Number two, timing. How long will you take? Now, a good tour guide will tell you Over the next hour, I'm going to show you some of the most notable historical sites in Florence or wherever it is that you are. And that's good. It gives people reassurance. People know, okay, this is only going to take an hour. 30 minutes into the tour, people will know, okay, there's another 30 minutes to go. This is okay. Again, it's about making people feel comfortable. So you could say something like, in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to show you why my urban design will be the most sustainable and innovative solution for the city of Melbourne. Bang easy. Or maybe you're showing a video. This is sort of, you know, giving uh, mini time indications throughout your presentation. So you could say something like, this is just a quick 60 second animation showing how the facade responds to sunlight or something like that. Now, in, in most cases, if in a, in a, um, 
in a student presentation environment, you've probably been given a time limit of 5, 10 or maybe maximum 15 minutes. Obviously, it is very important that you stick to this time limit. So even though people know that you're supposed to only speak for 10 minutes, it's still a good idea to reassure them of how long you're going to speak for. The third way that you can be a kick-ass tour guide. Don't leave your audience stranded. I did a backpacking trip around Europe a few years ago and and everywhere you go there's there's these tours of, of the cities that you can do. And I remember one in particular was in Prague in the Czech Republic and there were lots and lots of different tours going on and each tour guide was carrying a different coloured umbrella so that you could easily follow them. And this worked quite well. Similarly, with your presentation, bring your audience along with you and check to make sure that they haven't got lost down a side street or distracted by, I don't know, a gelati cart or something. Now, does a good tour guide start talking before everyone has made it to the next stop? No. So they wait until everyone has made it and then they check that they haven't lost anyone. And when they do walk to the next location, it's always at a pace that everyone can keep up with. So think about applying this to your presentation. This is a great reason why you shouldn't try and cram too much information into your talk. Your audience won't be able to keep up with you if you're throwing a ton of information at them. And see if you can gauge if if people are still with you. If they're looking confused, just stop, pause, say, does that make sense? And just make them feel like you're there for them. So don't run away from your audience. Another way you can do this is to add signposts to your presentation. So if you're, if you're showing slides, you could put a little indicator along the bottom of your slides to show where you are in the presentation. That can, that can help. So there's, there's all different ways that you can do this. I saw a great presentation where a student had made, the project was uh, various interventions along one street. I think there was maybe seven or so. And during, and on the, on the slides, the student had little icons along the bottom of his slide. And, and as he spoke about each intervention, each, uh, well, that particular icon would, would be highlighted. So you could see exactly where he was in his presentation. And that was just a really good way to to gauge where he was at and you could tell when he was going to be finished, which is, it was great because if your audience knows when you'll be finished, they're much more likely to be to stay listening to you than thinking about lunch or when the next toilet break is or whatever. So signpost is a really good way. So right now, you know that if you switch off this episode, you're going to miss one really good tip which I'm about to give to you now. And that is add some surprises to your journey. It's always nice to have something have something fun to share with your audience, even if it's a bit irrelevant. I once gave a presentation at work where uh, the project was in a, a country town and what I did was I went on Wikipedia, Wikipedia and they have a random facts section in Wikipedia. And I actually discovered that in this particular town a few years ago, they had discovered some two-headed 
dragon lizard had been hatched there. I thought, whatever, I'm just going to throw that into the presentation. So I did. And, you know, people laughed at it. They thought it was, they thought it was pretty funny. And, you know, it had absolutely nothing to do with the project. But so what? And that's something you, you can do as well. Add in some random facts. Just be careful not to throw in too many. Otherwise, your tutor's going to start thinking, have you done any work at all? So yes, surprises. So I hope that helps you with your next presentation. And now it's time for Christina's challenge of the week. This is related to point two of how to be a kick-ass tour guide, which was about timing and how to give people time indications and making them feel comfortable. This is something that you can apply to your everyday life. And you don't even need to be doing a presentation to try this one out. So what I'd like you to do is to practice giving clear time indications when you're asking someone for help. Now, this could be with a lecturer or a staff member or a colleague or your boss at work. So picture this. You've got some questions for your lecturer. You grab him as he's running from one class to another and you say, can I just talk to you about this week's assignment? In his head, he's thinking, how long is this going to take? I really need to send that email or I really want to get a coffee. Now you want to make the other person feel comfortable by setting some clear time indications and signposts as I talked about earlier. So you could say something like, oh, have you got five minutes? I just have two quick questions on this week's assignment. Now he's much more likely to oblige because firstly, he knows it's only going to take five minutes and secondly, He knows that after the first question, there's only one more question to go. And plus, you're showing respect for his time, which is a huge plus. And this will also help you create clear questions in your head instead of just blabbering out a whole ton of them. So try it. Try saying, have you got five minutes? Or if you're calling someone, you can use this as well. Say, oh, have you got a couple of minutes to chat? Now, just beware... If you, if you say that it's only going to take five minutes, make sure it only takes five minutes and make sure that you stick to the two or, the, or three questions or whatever that, that you had. I, I once made this mistake with one of the directors at work who's always really busy. I said to him, um, I just have three things I need to discuss with you. So we discussed those three things and then at the end I remembered something else and I, and I added, oh, um, and there was this also, there was this one other thing and his immediate response was, oh, I thought you said there were three. Whoops. So don't do that. Do what you say you're going to do and they will be much more likely to give you their time next time you ask as well. Well, that just about wraps it up for episode number two. Thanks so much for listening. You know, what you can do to help get this podcast more exposure and reach more people, you can actually go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. If you could do that, I would love you forever. And if you want to find out more and uh, check out the show notes or whatever, just head over to designdrawspeak.com slash 002. That's designdrawspeak.com slash 002. Thanks again for listening. 
This has been Presentation Skills for Design Students, helping you become a confident, creative communicator. <laughs>